Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Good morning, everyone. How are we? Anyone wishing the cold weather came just a week early for Christmas? Because it was like 70 and that was awful. Um, but Happy New Year. Happy, happy you guys are here uh, with us uh, today. Thanks for coming out in the cold weather. I know uh, I'm from Georgia, and so you know, anytime there's any type of, uh, of precipitation out there, I, uh, I kind of avoid kind of avoid it. So, uh, but thank you for braving it. It's super important for you. Uh, so to start off the, the new year, uh, we're actually going to do a series. It's going to be called Abide. And it's going to be a four-week series uh, for most of the month of January. And, um, and we're just going to focus uh, for first on today on this idea of what does it look like to abide, uh, especially going into 2022. It's very natural to start new habits and to start uh, maybe some new practices, set some goals for yourself as well. And hopefully this year abiding could be potentially one of those goals for you or different abiding practices uh, could, 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 could help you along the way. Uh, but then also uh, abide is, uh, I, I believe abiding is a basically a foundational principle in, uh, uh, in, uh, in, in, in just being a healthy person and being a healthy follower of Jesus. If we abide in Jesus, uh, then we will have life and we will bear fruit. And, uh, but uh, th- the other part of abide is it's actually going to be a series over mental health. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know what your relationship is uh, with mental health, uh, but Henry Cloud, he wrote this book called Boundaries. And uh, I, I saw him speak, uh, not in person, but over like a video conference or video, uh, yeah, video conference in August. And he has he said that the the that the the number of people who are experiencing anxiety and depression has doubled uh, during the pandemic. And and so it's gone from about one out of five, a little less than one out of five, to, to, to like two in five people would say that they have some level of depression uh, or anxiety. And so if you look at the room, there's more than five of us in here. And so, you know, p- do the math. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's some of us in this room that experience this on a personal level. Uh, and then there's also some of us that deal with this uh, with someone close to us as well. So you're not very far removed from it even. And so, and so our, our, our approach to it is just to, to wanting to, to talk about it. One of our values, our second value we talk about is we want to dialogue well. Uh, and we want, to, we want to have a conversation about what does it look like with uh, what w- like what does it look like to be a follower of Jesus and to, to walk alongside of people who are struggling uh, or dealing with anxiety uh, and depression? And also, if you are dealing with that, what does it look like to be a follower of Jesus who has that? Uh, and this, this hits close home to me, just to, to, to give you some, um, just to be transparent. I, deal, I, I know I deal with like some seasonal depression. Uh, and then recently, I've actually dealt with uh, like low levels of anxiety uh, from time to time. And then also Cassidy, my wife, uh, has dealt with anxiety as well f- for several year- years now. And so this is close to us as well. And, and what we're not going to do is we're not going to say, hey, we're experts because we're not. I'm not an expert at all in this co- conversation. Um, but we just want to, we want to, we want to acknowledge it for, f- to start with. And, and then we want, uh, we're not going to provide like, you know, the, the, the one solution that if you do this, you know, the super transactional, like if you do this, 
all of your anxiety and depression will go away. It's not, it's just not how life works. I wish I could. Like, I wish I could say, hey, if you abide in Jesus, you will not have anxiety anymore. Uh, and I will say this, abiding in Jesus helps with your anxiety. And there will be times where when you do come close and you spend time and you are with Jesus, that he will alleviate and remove and bring peace into your scenario. And then sometimes, um, sometimes it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not like a, it's not a light switch. And, uh, and so, but anyway, so if you're dealing with this or you are walking through with people this, we want to say we see you, we want to have a conversation about it. If you have thoughts or you want to share stories uh, or, or want to share your story, a part, part of this, maybe um, you have know someone or that you're personally dealing with this and you, you, you've had some freedom and you want to have conversations with this to help the community, like we want to hear about it. We want to we share that as well. Uh, so, but before we talk about specific elements of that, uh, we're going to talk about abiding. There's one last thing I do want to mention, too. Uh, the New York Times recently just just um, talked about this. I don't know if it's a new idea, but it's a, it's a more common idea. There's this, it's not, you're not depressed, you're not anxious, but it's this idea of, it's called languishing. And, um, and it's not, uh, it's, it's it, again, you're not, you wouldn't be on the level of, like, clinical depression. You wouldn't be on the level of, of, of even just, uh, you wouldn't even say you're anxious. But, you just, for lack of a better word t- uh, term, you just kind of feel crappy all the time, like and just like just like you just subtly feel just a little off, and uh, and so the New York Times has classified that as languishing, and they're saying that more people, if even if you don't hit that two out of five, there's a lot of people that are hitting hi- hitting that, like they just kind of feel, uh, I just don't, like I wouldn't say I'm depressed, but I just, just kind of feel crappy, and uh, and so we want to talk about that as well. But today we're going to be talking uh, about. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, abiding. And one last caveat, and I promise I'll talk about abiding. Uh, if, I, if I say something that is off or wrong or offensive, I, I po- one, I apologize, but again, we're not experts. We're just trying to have conversation. We're trying to have dialogue. And so give us some grace, but also let us know, because like, we, wanna, we want to talk about this in an honoring and a kind way. Uh, and so if we don't do that, like reach out and let's have a conversation about it as well. So... Um, Today we're going to be looking at John 15 mostly. Uh, you can flip uh, over your Bibles. Uh, we'll be a little bit, we'll bounce around John a little bit. Uh, but my, my family grew up going to Panama City Beach. Anyone ever go to Panama City Beach before? Anyone? A handful of you? That's good. Yes. Um, now, I don't know if you thought it was as run down of a town uh, as like most people do when they see it for the first time. Like Panama City Beach is called uh, the Redneck Riviera, uh, which is just... That's just a beautiful phrase. And, uh, but for me, like, uh, it brings a ton of nostalgia. Like, I equate it to, to the Midwesterners. Uh, like, t- it's, your br- it's, 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 it's my Branson, if you will. Like, how, like, how many of you guys, like, you grew up going to Branson? And how many of you guys still go to Branson? Wow, half of you. Okay. Do you guys like, is Branson, I, I don't know this. I actually, no, I, I should have t- talked about this before. Do you guys like Branson? No, okay, none of you. All right, no, just, yeah, but like, but there's a part, there's like a small place in your heart that like you want to go back, right? Just a very small place because you like grew up going there and you have fond memories of Branson and what's the what's the theme? Silver Dollar City. Never been there. Heard it. Cr- beautiful Christmas lights, right? Yeah, it's great. Like, God, Christmas time, we gotta go there. Anyway, so my family went to Panama City Beach all the time, like growing up. Uh, my parents are divorced, so I actually went, I would go with my mom, and then I would go with my dad. Uh, and we would we would go at different times, and we'd always go for a week at a time. And I remember one summer, um, I remember we were a little short on money, so we, we used to stay at this 
condominium and actually uh, my family still goes like we, we will go in may uh to the the beautiful redneck riviera of panama city beach um, but we stayed in this place called the summer house and uh, again like as a kid you're like oh, what are you doing for vacation we're going to the summer house because that's what you do in the summertime and uh it was this you know it's this condominium uh high rise uh, ocean front it's beautiful and uh but one year we didn't have the money to 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 go to this, it was a little bit nicer. So we had to stay at this kind of uh, what what a more of a traditional uh, Panama City Beach like hotel or motel, and it's still beachfront. Like it wasn't bad, but it just it definitely wasn't as nice as this 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 the summer house, right? But the one good part about it, being a, like a seven or eight year old, was that there was this arcade down the street where you could play all these different games, and they would give you tickets. You guys ever do this growing up? You probably did it in Branson, didn't you? There's probably a place in Branson to do it. <laughs> But yeah, like you play skee-ball and you get all these tickets, right? And then what do you do? Afterwards, like as a little kid, what do you do? You go eye the prize space, don't you? You go look at that prize stuff, and what are you looking to buy? You're looking to buy things that you could buy at the dollar store, except you're going to spend $25 to get 50 tickets so that you can buy those little things. What are those things that stick your fingers? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Because you have to have them, right? Yeah, and it's like like you're 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 do, like you you want to do all these things, and so and, and then like the the, the big prize is like ten thousand dollars or ten thousand tickets, and it would probably cost you like three or four hundred dollars to get this 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 fifteen maybe fifteen dollar stuffed animal, uh, or not even fifteen dollars five dollar stuffed animal that they bought at Walmart or the dollar store. So, uh, but I think we could look at I I used to love I used to love those things though because I used to love like because I knew if I just if I just played the game right if I just played the game right. If I, did it, if I did it right, then I could get enough tickets, and then I could get what I wanted. I would find the solution that I have. And I think that's, that's kind of that's the approach that we have with abiding sometimes is uh, with spiritual disciplines and, and even just spiritual practices. If I just read my Bible enough, if I, if I just pray enough, if I just go to church enough, if I just do these things, if I do X, Y, and Z, then it will equal this, and I'll just get what I want. And that's not, how, that's not always how our relationship with Jesus works. I have a friend. His name's Glenn Packham. Uh, he, we went to seminary together. He says, he says this. He says, the mystery of spiritual formation is that on one hand, it does not depend on us. Uh, while on the other hand, it does not happen without participation. It is not automatic or effortless. And so it, there's this idea that when you engage in trying to, uh, the, uh, uh, I would call spiritual disciplines as abiding principle or abiding practices. When you're trying to engage in these things, uh, what what happens is it's not if I read my Bible enough then I will find peace if I pray all enough I will find peace you have to have God uh, participate and transform because it depends on Him moving and transforming us in our lives as well so it's not just up, up to you it's more there's more of a mystery to this as well and so I just want to encourage you as 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 as, a, as you consider what does it look like to abide or uh, other translations will use this word remain in Jesus. What does it look like? Um, then I want to encourage you that like, don't always like, look at for it to work out like a, a math formula or to look at it like a wish list after you've done enough things, good, good credits to get whatever you want. Look at it as this, this concept of this, is that abiding is about being with Jesus. That abiding is, is about being with Jesus. And what if 2022, what if 2022 was a year that you could say that I spent more time with Jesus than I did any other time? 
that 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 and if you're a follower of Jesus, if you if you say, hey, like I I I I follow Jesus, like there's a part of us that desires this deep connection with God because we've experienced seasons of growth and healthiness that like we want that all the time. And then if we're not a follower of Jesus, there's a, there's a sense of us that there's a missing piece in our lives where we're looking to be fulfilled. And if we haven't, we, we, we've, we've looked to find, to fill it in other places. But until we come to Jesus, it will, we'll never find that wholeness and satisfaction and joy and peace that comes from being with him as well. Now, a lot of the, the rest of the sermon um, it, that, I, that I'll be talking about actually comes from a guy named John Mark Comer. If you, if you, you can Google his name and you can Google John Mark Comer, Be With Jesus, and then he has a f- like a three-week or a four-week sermon talking about practicing the ways of Jesus. He has a sermon on being with Jesus. He has a sermon on becoming like Jesus, and he has a sermon on doing what like Jesus did. This, a lot of it comes from the, the, the being with Jesus, and I tell you that because he is, he is, revolutionizing the way that we think about spiritual practices uh, in the evangelical world. He was a pastor in Portland, and he just left to go basically focus on these spiritual practices, people being with Jesus. Uh, and so this is me sh- resharing this with you, and so I want to give him credit for that. Um, but at the same time, if you want to hear more about it, like go listen to him because he's, he's, he would be a guru or a, a a very, a very good authority on this uh, as well. But he has three ideas about when we, we talk about practicing the way of Jesus. Uh, the three ideas is, like I said just a minute ago, is the first we want to be with Jesus, and then we, wanna, we, then we will become like Jesus, and then we want to do what, what, what Jesus did as well. So let's look at Jesus' first call to his disciples uh, in the Gospel of John. John 1.35 starts like this. It says, The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, And he looked at Jesus, and he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. That's hilarious, by the way. Think about this. John has his disciples with him. He's like, hey, look, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And his disciples are like, peace, I'm going with Jesus. (laughs) Like, what the heck? That was a good time. What what, what do we do? (laughs) Where where are you going? But no, he, he he was fine with it. And Jesus turned to them, following and said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And this is his invitation. This is the invitation to you as well. He says, come and you will see. He's inviting them into relationship with them. He's inviting them to follow him and to learn from him. And to, to, to pattern their lives after them. And so the first part about abiding is coming and seeing. Is, is, are, you're invited in to follow Jesus. You're invited. And are, are you willing to come and leave everything you have behind and come follow him? Are you willing to stay where you are? So, but how do we come and see Jesus today? Because Jesus died and rose again, right? And we believe that right now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. So how do we engage or come and follow Jesus? Jesus today. So the way that we are able to be with Jesus today, to connect with him, when I say be with Jesus, you're like, that seems very spiritual. What does that mean? So the, the way that we're able to connect with him is through the Holy Spirit. And I don't know what your, your background growing up is with the Holy Spirit. Now, there's different, there's different connections. The Holy Spirit is the third member of uh, the Godhead or the Trinity. And uh, in some circles, uh, they acknowledge that, God, that like God is a Trinitarian God or God is one and God is three. But they often don't talk about the third uh, member of the Holy Spirit, which is the, Holy, uh, the member of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. Now, I grew up in one that was kind of like that. Like, we, we were like, yeah, God, you know, God's Trinitarian God. It's all this other stuff, too. But, like, we didn't really, we, we didn't talk about, like, 
that, that, that the Holy Spirit has come to you to lead you and to guide you uh, throughout life. And so this is what Jesus says. This is a very short section because I don't have time to talk about it. If you want to learn more about the role of the Holy Spirit, I'd encourage you to read John 14 through 16. And it gives Jesus instructing us about him leaving and us in giving us the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so this is one little section out of that, John 14, 25 through 27. He says, all this I have spoken while still with you. He knows he's going to leave. But what? The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So I say, hey, I'm going to bring, a, I'm gonna bring, uh, I'm gonna bring this, this Holy Spirit, this Advocate, to come along and to, to, to remind you of how to be with me and how to live like me to follow me. And so and today the promise is, is that when you do follow Jesus, that, that you are sealed, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you and it seals you and then guides you as you live your life. And he gives you nudges to, to, and points you to doing the things of Jesus. And so, and, and then when we spend time with God, uh, the Holy Spirit is present with us and is an advocate in between, and, and he, he and Jesus are this go-between between us and the Father as well. And so, he, he's, the Holy Spirit is necessary. So the way that you and I be with Jesus today is, is through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is amazing, right? And then Jesus in John 15 gives us this metaphor, which is where the, the, the phrase abide comes from in this series. It says this, I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch uh, in me that, does, that, that bears no fruit. While every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I, word I have spoken to you. Remain or abide in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And so what we're seeing is that Jesus is the true vine. Jesus is the vine that, that, that if we remain in him, if we abide in him, if we stay with him, that we will bear much fruit. And that there will be seasons of pruning, there will be seasons of growth, uh, but, but if we remain in him, that we will bear much fruits. And he says it again, I am the vine, you are the branches. Verse 5, if you remain in me, I, will, I in you, you will bear much fruit. And then what? For apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So if you want to be a follower of Jesus, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, if you want to practice the way of Jesus, and you want to remain in Jesus, you want to be with Jesus, you want to abide in him and he in you. And, and from that, there'll be, a, there'll be fruit that, that, that comes from your life. And so what is abiding? It's, it's learning to always live in two, uh, uh, in two places at once. It's learning to, to, to always live in two places at once. It's, it's I'm, I'm getting ready for work in the morning. And at the same time, I'm connecting. I'm trying to be connected with the Father. It's I'm doing my job, and I'm trying to continue to be connected with the Father through the Holy Spirit. It's, it's I'm, 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 I'm dating my, whoever it is, uh, my spouse or my girlfriend or my boyfriend, uh, and it's, it's I'm trying to be connected to God through the power of the Holy Spirit in that, that moment. We're trying to live connected with God in all aspects of our life. Sometimes we, 
live very separated lives and our, our church life is a Sunday thing or it's a Sunday thing and a, and, a, and a morning devotional thing and then we live the rest of our lives whereas what, what God is wanting us to do, abiding is, is, is all parts of our lives, resting in Jesus. And to do that, we have to continue to be with him throughout the day, adding patterns in your life to help you reconnect throughout the day. And now, I don't do this perfectly. None of us, no one does this perfectly. And you might say, well, you know, I just don't do this really well. And, you know, maybe this year is the year that you, 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 you begin to strip away things that, 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 that are not helpful in this. And, and you slowly add things that help you be with Jesus, connect with him as well. Dallas Willard says this. He says, the first and most basic thing, this should be on the screen, the first and most basic thing we can and must do is to keep God before our minds. This is the fundamental secret of caring for our souls. This is why, this is why uh, we're starting with abiding when we're starting a series talking about mental health. Because the, 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 one of the most important things you can do to care for your soul is to abide in Jesus, to remain in him, to put God in, in the front of your thought. Our part in thus practicing the presence is to direct and redirect our minds constantly to him. In the early time of our practicing, we may well be challenged by our burdensome habits of dwelling on things less than God, but these are habits, not the law of gravity, and can be broken. A new grace-filled habit will replace the former ones as we take intentional steps towards keeping God before us. Soon our minds will return to God as a needle of a compass constantly returns to north. If God is the great longing of our souls, he will become the pole star of our inward being. Like that's what, we, that's what we were moving towards is that God becoming the great longing of our souls. And I love this. It's like there's other things that, that are more, that we, like currently right now that I have on my mind that are, are sometimes more, I put in place that they're not more important than God, but I act like they are more important than God. And I love that he says, but these, these are habits, not laws of gravity. Like these are things that can change. These are things that can change. And, and yes, it takes discipline. It takes work. It takes figuring out what those things are and removing them along the way as well. Paul says it this way. He says, he basically, he, he describes it as praying without ceasing. He says, uh, you, ever, you ever read that first? First Thessalonians 5.17, it says pray without ceasing. Or it says pray always. Pray always. What does that mean? How do I pray always? Well, that means that I'm always bringing my mind back to God. I'm always, uh, throughout the day, having a dialogue with the Holy Spirit, trying to connect and do the things that God has called me to do. And if I get a nudge from the Holy Spirit, I'm going to follow it. If I, if I read a passage of Scripture in the morning, my morning devotional, and it comes to mind, and it's about kindness, or it's about not being angry about something, uh, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lean into that and, like, use that in, along the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dialogue with God. Brother Lawrence um, uh, has a book called Practicing the Presence of God. He devoted his life to practicing the presence of God. And uh, it's a, if you want to read it, he has, a, he has a book. It's a very short book. Uh, it's a collection of his like, like notes or letters that he writes to God. But that idea of practicing the presence of God, like it, 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 we get super discouraged again because a lot of us uh, 
grown, have grown up in, in traditions that have taught us to, to interact with God in a tra- transactional setting. I, I do this. I get these tickets. I give them to you. You give me all of these different things. And, and like, this is, not, this is not how it is. It's like this is, we're, pro- we're, we're reprogramming our minds through, and also through the power of the Holy Spirit who's transforming us to begin to think on God and to bring him into every aspect of our lives. And it takes practice. And you're going to get it right sometimes, and you're going to get it wrong sometimes, but it takes practice. And sometimes you're, you're going you're, you're gonna to do it great, and then sometimes you're going to need to retweak, and sometimes you're going to need to readjust. And I want to encourage you, like, keep practicing the presence of God. Keep finding ways to engage uh, in God. And, and then maybe the question is, is, do you long to be close to God in this way? Like, is, if your heart is, like, is longing for this? Is your heart longing to, 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 to be so close with God that, that he becomes the great longing of our souls? It's also, so it's not transactional. It's also not like this. It's also not like we can't force ourselves. I mean, we can fake ourselves, but we can't force ourselves to a- attain the fruit of the Spirit. Like, I'm going to be loving. You, know, you, ever stand, you ever stand in front of the mirror and, like, you're trying to give yourself a pep talk? You ever do this? Me, just me? Cool. Uh, it reminds me of the great movie, Cool Runnings. Everyone see Cool Runnings? All right, so you guys know the, the little guy. I don't remember his name. Um, and I will not say the bad words in this, but uh, there's, a, the, 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 there's the wealthy Jamaican bobsledder. Uh, who, the bobsledder, there's a team of four. They go to this, uh, the Jamaican bobsled team, which is crazy, uh, takes these sprinters and they go to the Olympics to try to, to, to win the Olymp- Olympics in bobsledding. Anyway, not, well, not the point of the story. There's this little, there's this little guy uh, who's the smaller, small, smallest of the sprinters, uh, and he's kind of a little bit nerdy or whatever else it is. And uh, he's at a, they're at a bar and they're getting into a fight with like this other team. And this other tough guy that's on the Jamaican bobsled team puts him in the bathroom, and they like stare in the mirror, and they're like, tell me what you see. And then he, he says all these other stuff, and then the, 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 the big guy like gives him a pep, to- pep talk. He's like, I see pride. I see power. And I can't say this next part completely, but I want to. I see a bad A mother who don't take note from no one. <laughs> Whew, almost came out. All right. <laughs> But, and then he, he, and he says, and say it again. And he says over and over and over and over again. And he walks out, and he walks up pu- like pu- puff chest, and then he goes and gets into a fight with this dude. We can't do that with the fruit of the Spirit. You can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to be loving today. Like, you can't force yourself to do these things. Now, we can try and we can be aware, but, like, we need God to transform us. We need him to, like, he, we need the Holy Spirit to transform us to being more like him. Like, I'm going to be more patient today. Patience, baby. Patience. Let's go. Patience. Like, that doesn't happen. You can't do that. And so, it, it's, it's, again, it's just practicing. It's being with him. It's taking your time to be with him. So if we want to experience this, uh, if we want to experience this, then, then, then we, we must practice the words. And this is a horrible name. This is a horrible name, by the way. We must practice spiritual disciplines. And there's a great book, Richard Foster, Spiritual Disciplines. It's awesome. You should read it. Sometimes boring, but really good. Um, on, on different spiritual disciplines. But like we, the, a better name for these should be like, these are the habits of Jesus. Or... John Mark Comer says, the, practice, uh, the practices of Jesus. And if you, if you have a, 
If you, if you made a list of practices of Jesus, we, 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 you, know, you know the highlight reel, right? You got praying, reading your Bible, um, living in community, which is actually a, is a spiritual practice. You're welcome, Jake. Uh, fasting, we don't talk about that one, but uh, fasting is a spiritual practice. Silence and solitude, actually going away and spending time and just being quiet, being still. Uh, these are some of the, these are some of um, these are some of the habits of Jesus. If we want to be with Jesus, we need to start practicing some of these things. Sabbath uh, is is a practice as well. But if we want to experience the life of Jesus, then we have to adopt his lifestyle as well. So not just these, not not just develop the habits, but how did Jesus actually live his life? You know, uh, we're all, many of us start new goals. How many, how many of you are goal people? Raise your hand, goal people. How many of you are like, the new year comes and you don't like goals? And people are like, what's your goals for the year? And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. <coughs> you got about half and half. That's awesome. So for, you, the, uh, for those of you that are starting new goals or if, you're, if you've ever wanted to start something new, a lot of times the reason that we fail is because we're not willing to take on the lifestyle of the thing that we're trying to achieve. And so if you're wanting to be a runner, and you don't like waking up early in the morning, and you don't like, you know, eating proper foods uh, before you do, and you don't like to run, you're probably not going to be a good runner, right? And, or, or you never go running. Uh, I, I, I like to road bike, actually. And, uh, but if you don't like to, r- like, sit on a bike for an hour, and you don't want to wear s- spandex, like, you don't, you know, if you don't want to... W- like, if, if you're like, I know guys, that they're like, that's a hindrance for me. I'm not, I don't want to wear spandex because that's, that's fine. Like, then you're probably not going to be a cyclist. Um, it, the same goes for so many different things. But if we want to experience the life that Jesus has, then we have to adopt his lifestyle. We have to adopt and do the things that he did. And so uh, whatever result you're getting in your life, uh, is that what you want? And if it is, then keep going. If it's not then we, we need to change, um, we need to change, we need to change some things in our lives. And not, not again, this isn't just us, it's, it's us put, putting us in position for God to transform us, and that's what he does. Um, and so what, what was Jesus like? What was his lifestyle like? So uh, if you want to know, like, what, what, like, so Jesus was 100% God and 100% man, so if we want to know what God looks like, we look at Jesus. But also, if we want to know what, what humanity looks like or what it looks like to be a whole human, we also look at Jesus. He was 100% man. And so we see what it looks like to, 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 to find, like, just the, the way that we were called to live. So you, never, you ever notice that Jesus was never in a rush? You ever notice that? How many of you are never in a rush? Like, we're so busy, right? Do you notice that Jesus always seems to be at a party, leaving a party, or going to a party with friends? And eating, like he did all the time. Yes, amen, right? Like he, he did. This is what Jesus did. He was always with people, and he was, not, not always, but a lot of times, he was spending his time doing that. Uh, he was kind and full of love. Uh, he was okay to be alone. That's the other thing, too, is are you okay to be alone? Are you okay with silence? Are you okay with, with being alone? Did you notice that Jesus slept a lot? Like he would be fine to get up early, but also like he, like he'd be sleeping when you were not supposed to. Just taking a nap on a boat and just chilling when, when the storm's going crazy and he's all at peace when people are going insane around them. He's Sabbath. Every Saturday he would have gone to temple and he would have uh, practiced Sabbath resting there. 
you, you realize that Jesus lived simply? Like, he, for, for what we know, he was kind of an itinerant preacher who traveled around with the clothes on his back after, at, at once he started his public ministry. But he lived simply. He lived simply. We have so much stuff that gets in the way. And, that, and I believe that Jesus was truly at peace. And so if we want the lifestyle of Jesus, if we want to connect and become, you know, the human beings that God's called us to, like, we want to be with him and we want to establish the lifestyle that Jesus has. Um, and this is, I mean, this is the hope for the years that, that, that again, th- this is foundational for like our, our mental and spiritual health, that we abide, that we, that we spend time with Jesus, uh, but also that our lives would be full of peace, that would be full of not being in a rush, that, that we would be, we live simply, and that we would enjoy time with friends and family. We'd have enough space to get alone and to be with God. And so as we finish today, I'm going to invite the, the band to come back up. Uh, we, we don't have uh, communion. Typically, we take communion after um, our messages. We don't have communion today. Uh, but I, I, want, I want you to think about this. So just two, two things as, as we go in and navigate 2022. So two thoughts. One, the first thought is this, is, is, is if you, you want to have a, the practical side of this sermon, is this, is what, what area in your life, like what, is, there, is there one area of life starting 2022 that you could simplify? Like, is there something in your life that you could just simplify? It could be, I'm going to remove one streaming service from <laughs> my Apple TV. <laughs> Goodbye, Netflix. I don't know. But, but that, that might be, you might think that's silly, but that could be a way for you to simplify your life if that's something that you spend a lot of time doing. It could be your stuff, like you actually do some spring cleaning in the winter and you get rid of some of your stuff. It could be um, it could be the amount of time that you spend on your phone. I mean, the digital addiction that is in place in our society, and I struggle with it as well, uh, but also is increasing, it's not decreasing, is leading to lives that are busy, stressed, people that feel isolated, all of these different things. But what what, what, what is a space that you could simplify your life? could be your budget if it's a, it's a, if it's a finance thing. And then the second one is, is you know, we, we talk about spiritual practices. We talk about, uh, we talk about different, like these things about being with Jesus. And sometimes these are daunting. Like, Russell, I don't have time to add all of these different spaces or all these different things to my life. And so the, 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 my challenge you would be is add a, add a spiritual spirit one spiritual practice at a time. So for right now, for the next month or so, like is there a spiritual practice that jumped off the list that I said? What what I say? I said silence and solitude, prayer, fasting, community, reading your Bible, uh, Sabbath. All of these the, these are practices, and like maybe just add one, and maybe when you get good at adding that one, then you add another one, and m- when you get better at adding th- that one, then add another one. And again, what, why, why are we doing this? Because this is, this is placing our, our, our hearts in a place that is satisfying this, this need when God becomes the great longing of our soul. That when we're with Him, that we are satisfied because we long to be with Him. And so this year, 2022, let's be with Him. Let's grow and let's walk with Him. Let's abide in Him. Let's remain in Him. And we pray that we would bear much fruit because of that. We would see the fruit of the Spirit that would grow out of us and that would overflow into our communities and our societies 
so that people who don't know Jesus will know him and will follow him. And so what, what, what is God calling you to simplify today? What is, what is one of these practices? And if you, don't, if you don't know one, I'll give you one. I would challenge you, silence and solitude. It's the one that mo- no one wants to pick on the list. What do you do? Take five to ten minutes, set your Apple timer five minutes, face down, and just be with God. You ever just like lay down on a couch and you just like just want to lay there and not move? Because like you know, because you're like you're in the perfect spot and like if you move it'll ruin it. You know what I'm talking about? Like even if you just move your arm just slightly, it'll ruin it. That's what I encourage you to do. Five minutes, set your alarm, drop it, lay down, and what do you do? Actually, just be there and be with God. I'm not even, I wouldn't even say do this guiding prayer. No, just be with God. Lord, I love you. Like, and you, know, you can slowly let things overflow from you. So try that five to ten minutes for this week or for the, for the next day. Let me pray for us, and we're going to continue in worship. So, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would bless the rest of our service, that your name would be lifted high. God, may we abide in you. We remain in you this year, God. God, for those of us, God, God, simplify our lives that we would live your lifestyle. We would be with you because you are our joy, our hope, our love. We love you so much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.